Welcome, everybody, yet another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World podcast. If you all are enjoying your day, awesome. If not, well, maybe this episode can be counted as coming, quote-unquote, out of nowhere. Anyway, so I was trying to come up with some new ideas for year, specific years of a wrestler's career to come up with, and I figured, why not go with one of a overall year that people never really talk about? And that's Randy Orton's run in 2006. Because you remember 2005 being his run with against The Undertaker for the feud, 2007, he starts finally being back up to the main event level. So I figure, why not talk about that one year in between where the booking got a little iffy for the legend killer. So, by the end of 2005, he finally concluded his feud with The Undertaker, Helena Cell Magic and Armageddon. That's finally put to rest. And he starts off 2006 by entering the Royal Rumble match as the 30th and final wrestler into the match. However, he is also the last man eliminated when Rey, when Rey Mysterio countered Randy Orton's move. Like, he had him over his shoulder. Rey countered it into, like, a Hurricane Rana over the top rope. Randy's eliminated, and Rey wins the Royal Rumble match. This does not sit well with Randy, as he challenges Rey Mysterio to put his title opportunity on the line at No Way Out, and... This is something that Randy is most remembered for for that year when he makes some remarks about Eddie saying, Oh, Ray, you're looking up, like, you're looking at Eddie and, like, saying he's in heaven. But guess what? Eddie ain't in heaven. He's down there in hell. Something that Randy has gone on over the years saying that he regrets having to make those remarks, but he had to because of his character. So Ray would grant him his title shot, or grant him his match for the title shot, and Randy would cheat in order to beat Ray at No Way Out to get his title shot at WrestleMania, going for the World Heavyweight Championship. However, that would only last for a little bit as that following episode of SmackDown that same week, Teddy Long would transform this into a triple threat when he added Ray into the match due to Randy Orton cheating, so it became a triple threat of Ray, Randy, and Kurt Angle from the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. And at the match, very fine triple threat match, Randy was the one to take the pin after Ray hit the 619 and West Coast Pop, I believe, whatever the Frankensteiner, he, yeah, I believe it's West Coast Pop, it's one of the two, I know it's not dropping the dime, but that Frankensteiner that he does, springboard off the ropes, pinning Randy to become the new World Heavyweight Champion. Now, also around this time, Randy was dealing with anger issues and I believe also substance abuse, according to his documentary, The Apex Predator DVD that came out around 2011-2012. And not too long after WrestleMania, he was suspended for 60 days, what listed as being unprofessional conduct, and to write him off, he would lose a one-on-one match against Kurt Angle in the King of the Ring tournament, and afterwards, Kurt would constantly lock in the ankle lock on Randy Orton, so they wrote him off saying he kayfabe had a broken ankle. Now, despite not being drafted... Throughout 2006, he, once he returned from his suspension, he suddenly jump-shipped over to the Raw brand and started a few with Kurt Angle, who at that point was over on the ECW brand. Give or take, maybe, yeah, I believe it was right around that time, because ECW had its own quote-unquote brand, just to take a few members from Raw or SmackDown and bring them to their brand, so it was a cross-brand promotion thing. So they had the first match at ECW One Night Stand. This was their best match. I'll get into the next match in a bit. But you mostly remember this for, like, a pretty solid ground match and the crowd chaining, like, obscenities at Randy Orton and all that stuff. Kurt Angle would end up getting the victory with the ankle lock, but this feud would not be over as they would then have a following matchup at Vengeance. Now, this, to my recollection, this was the last pay-per-view match that Kurt Angle would have of his WWE run until he eventually returned in 2017. So, you could tell Kurt Angle's beat up. Randy still got the win after using the exposed turnbuckle to his advantage. RKO, 
and defeats Kurt Angle to get the victory of Vengeance to close the feud. Now, one of the other feuds we also still remember was after this. SummerSlam, he starts a feud with Hogan. I believe, if memory serves me right, it was like an episode of Saturday Night's Main Event. Brooke Hogan's, like Hulk Hogan's daughter, was playing a music video for promotional sake. And Randy comes out and gives a rose to Brooke and respectfully, quote-unquote, challenges Hulk Hogan to a match. SummerSlam, she accepts. And a fun moment there, we saw afterwards backstage after Hogan said, See you at SummerSlam, brother. Randy ran and hit RKO to Hogan on the trunk of his car to add a bit of an emphatic statement. You had the segments where Randy was with Hogan and his quote-unquote family to try to take shots at Hogan knows best. It was just a bunch of impersonators. They have the match at SummerSlam, and this has gotten its own story saying that originally Randy was going to win, but then Hogan changed his mind, decided to go over. So Hogan defeated Randy in a Legend versus Legend Killer match. And I think everybody can kind of agree, even though Randy recovered, like, since then, this was more of a match that Randy had to win because Hogan did not have anything to gain from this win. At all. Like, this was like Hogan's last WWE match before he left. So it was like, it was like an iffy question, like a really iffy slash questionable booking decision there. After this, started the next phase of Randy's career where he started teaming up with Edge as part of Rated RKO. Because they were doing the whole feud against DX because DX was running roughshod on Raw. Edge had issues with DX costing him the WWE Championship in a steel cage match. On Raw, after losing the championship at Unforgiven, so they teamed up together. And I remember, served me right, this at Cyber Sunday, they had the match where Eric Bischoff was voted as a referee. This was one of the very few times where anybody beat DX in a tag team match, now, albeit it had to be due to shady circumstances. But Rated RKO got the victory at Cyber Sunday over DX. And according to Wikipedia, it's saying becoming the first team to defeat DX since their reunion. But I believe. During that run, that was probably one of the only losses that DX had during that 2006-2007 run. And of course, after this, the following month in November, Ray Hill would become tag team champions after they defeated Ric Flair and Roddy Piper on the November 13th, 2006 edition of Raw. And it was right after this, of course, Roddy Piper was diagnosed as Hodgkin's lymphoma. So, this is kind of a way to help write him out. They also had, uh, and to close off the year a little bit later, at Survivor Series... Team DX took on Team Rated RKO, but Team DX got a clean sweep over the Team Rated RKO completely, which is kind of a sad thing to think about when you look at Rated RKO. So I would get in 2007, but that's the following year for a different time. This year was a bit of an up and down for Randy for both his career in terms of booking, but also personally, because yeah, he had a strong start with being the the runner-up for the Royal Rumble match, but then he had to do the whole comments about Eddie Guerrero, Lost to WrestleMania, had to serve a 60-day suspension due to issues that he was having outside of the ring. Came back, was Kurt Angle's last program for his full-time WWE run. Lost to Hogan, and then did the tag team with Ray Hill, which was a very successful tag team. But it felt like it was a little bit iffy. I mean, even if you listen to Edge's promo when they formed the tag team on the highlight, or sorry, the cutting edge... Edge pretty much said that after losing the championship to Triple H, Randy Orton has pretty much done absolutely nothing, but I don't think you can really say Randy Orton did nothing. Like, the one thing you could say was a nothing between SummerSlam and when Rated RKO formed was the one-off match that I just remembered about 
that he had an Unforgiven against Carlito, which just simply happened because Carlito interrupted a backstage interview Randy Orton had on Raw. And of course, you all probably just remember that because of the RKO out of nowhere. But it's like, Randy didn't really do nothing, but he didn't really have anything in terms of singles run being majorly successful other than competing for the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania because, again, runner-up Royal Rumble, cheated to become, become number one contender of the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania, lost suspension, match with Angle, lost to Hogan for whatever reason, a random one-on-one match against Carlito, and then he had to go to the tag division for a little while. I mean, thankfully, 2007 will be the turnaround year for Randy when you look at his booking following that, and I'll eventually discuss that in another episode, but 2006 was not really the best year. I mean, if he didn't go... Who knows how 2006 would have been if he didn't have that suspension all of a sudden after WrestleMania. I mean, maybe he would have had the feud earlier with Kurt Angle. Maybe he could have had a better program rather than having to go and losing to Hogan. But who knows? I mean, yeah, we can say, oh, Randy's got the honor of being Hogan's last opponent. But then again, having Hogan win was just pointless. Because there was nowhere for... Randy could not really rebound that easily off of that. And Hogan gained nothing from that win. Because he was... we didn't. I don't think we saw him on television again until... I think the Raw 15th anniversary the following year when he saved Hornswoggle from the Ray Khali. At least to my recollection. So anyway, let me know y'all thought in the comment section below about Randy Orton's run in 2006. Not the best run. I mean, like, it seems like every other year that he had of his career, they were far more successful in terms of anything meaningful he did compared to this year alone. I mean, maybe there are another years that I'm thinking of that wasn't so great that I'm blocking from my memory, but... Yeah, 2006 was not a stellar run for the legend killer. So let me know y'all thought in the comment section below of Randy Orton's run in 2006. If you enjoyed the episode, please remember to leave a like, comment what you think below, subscribe, or follow depending on what service you're following on. If you're listening to this on YouTube, turn that bell on for all notifications. Because otherwise, YouTube ain't gonna tell you jack squat. I can guarantee that. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out, and good day, everybody.